0: Welcome back to another episode of the re-education experience. Again I'm your host as always Darren Langill. I have yet to bring on a, a replacement host for myself so it's still me. Uh, today we have another guest on the show and uh, her name is Giselle and it's Yo or you guardy.
1: you're so close.
0: Ah uh, see I even on your website it says how to say it but again I <laughs> I, I use not an easy
1: one it's not an easy one so you are forgiven that's why we have the explanation there in the first place
0: exactly yeah my last name people butcher all the time so uh as well so well Giselle she is an online performance coach CEO of Action Forward which we'll talk about Giselle has also shared again the reason she's on here is for a bunch of reasons but the stage with the likes of Gary V, which a lot of us realtors follow uh, Brendan Bouchard which maybe not as many do follow but from the personal health most of the world knows him uh, and is and a, and a go-to personality just to help entrepreneurs and agents dominate social media. And that's right from her page. Um, she's been recognized, and this is uh, maybe may, where some of you may have come across her, uh, by TikTok as one of the top 100 women to watch this year in 2021, and hopefully you do, it on Adweek, Business Insider, Social Media Examiner. And that's where I told you I found you um, because they're one of my go-to podcasts. But literally, I was listening to her, I believe, while I was working out, speak to Michael Stelzner on the podcast, and it just like I had to like stop and drop the weights. I was like, "Whoa, okay." What Giselle is saying was cutting through like butter with a hot knife. It was just like very clear, and the understanding of why I think that episode was focused on a lot of TikTok, but just idea of the social video became so clear to me. And as a leader in this organization at Redline. Um, I wanted to reach out right away. And uh, so Giselle, welcome to the show. What did I miss there?
1: Nothing other than I, what I thought was so funny is that when you did reach out to me, you were asking about TikTok. And then as you learned more, you realized, oh my God, she works with so many real estate agents and teams and brokerages. And so it was an even better fit than than we realized.
0: Here I thought I was being like out of the box when I reached out to you and like non-realtor related because that's what we have to do in our industry sometimes look outside and here you are you seemed out of the box because of how fresh of a voice you were um, to just what a lot of us realtors are trying to figure out with online social but focused on video now Giselle your past life you've got background in tv uh, also been kind of used to be in front of the camera right for you know some uh, I think it's more like beauty lines, is that right? Um, give us a little bit of your background.
1: Absolutely. So I wanted to be an entertainment news reporter. That was my dream, and I went to a top journalism school. I went to uh, USC in Los Angeles, and as it turns out, that no one really gave a shit that I went to a great journalism school because I didn't know anybody. I wasn't connected, and I was what the industry would call green. And I think that a lot of real estate agents are actually very green. What does green mean? It means boring, vanilla. You're doing what everybody else is doing or you what you think you're supposed to be doing. And I had no edge <laughs> because I was totally trying to be that chameleon of simply fitting in. And so I was given the advice that I should learn how to do everything. And so I saved up and bought a refurbished camera and I wanted to learn every single thing in and around the craft that was television production, video production live production. And so I started to make videos at home, put them on this tiny little platform called YouTube, which really, truly, it was a tiny little platform. YouTube was not a verb. Everyone and their mom did not have a blog influencer. Most certainly it was not a job title, but I simply saw that there was this platform where I could upload videos and not only could I upload the videos, but I could create a link to then share that video, which sounds like second nature to us now. But back then you have to remember and real estate agents, you had your own way of doing this. For me, I had a media kit. I had folders. I had printed out headshots. I had DVDs of videos that I would send to people to show them my demo. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, wait, I can just really quickly email someone my video and, and do that. And not only that, but I got on this platform. And what I found were these extraordinarily average teenagers who had hundreds of thousands, if not millions of what were called subscribers. Again, we didn't have that back then. This was a totally foreign concept. Nobody was talking about it. And I simply saw it as a door of opportunity where I had no desire to be a YouTuber. I actually thought that that was beneath me, even though these kids were making tons and tons and tons of money and they were having products fly off the shelves. And I was simply using it as a way to get more comfortable in front of the camera, more appreciative of being able to understand how all of this video stuff works and to get myself on TV. I was using the platform simply as a vehicle, not as an end goal. I didn't know that that was something that would then follow me with every single other platform that then followed where so often we look at trying to get as many followers or views as possible. And it's, it's really not that it's what is your objective here? Because for example, your objective, Darren is different from say one of your agents who for you, you're stepping your way out of production. You're wanting to elevate thought leadership, somebody else, they might want to double their production or triple their production or elevate their level of clientele. And all of those things are great, but all of them take a completely different strategy to where if you think that there is a cookie cutter formula or an algorithm you need to hack, you are seriously mistaken. And it's less about these different platforms and more about how you yourself are branding both online and especially off. So long story short, what ended up happening is I use YouTube to differentiate myself in every single room. I became one of the first real life online faces of CoverGirl Cosmetics. I think you can still see my face on proactive vending machines. And by the time I was only 24 years old, I became the youngest correspondent on the Today Show in Australia, (laughs) which is pretty cool because it was the number one breakfast program in Australia. And I was satelliting in from Los Angeles in a different time zone and living my dream job and and making the dollars and yet I didn't have to leave the city that I lived in and and I continued to use that with my extensive knowledge of what was brand new back then in social media I was able to break into marketing where people wouldn't just hire me as talent or as a host they would hire me as a producer as a consultant as a strategist and so it was a natural progression as I paved my career on camera to where I began asking for leadership roles to help manage brands and grow brands and eventually working totally off camera in the advertising space which is where i began working with real estate agents whether it was training them on camera or overseeing their paid strategy or helping them with branding and leadership and then what ended up happening was in you know 2020 the whole world kind of shut down and one of the biggest excuses that i had from my clients was well we don't have a budget anymore for advertising or we don't have equipment or or we don't have you know the, the production team we have to cut everybody off And the reality is, is that you can't have an advertising strategy if you don't have a marketing strategy. And if you don't have an advertising strategy or an advertising budget, then you need to go all in with your marketing, with your presence. Advertising is a luxury, as my mentor tells me, and marketing is a necessity. And so I began coaching people (laughs) rather than just corporations. And that ended up developing a whole demand in life of its own to where I eventually created my own coaching firm and consultancy, which is called Action Forward. And now I specifically work with entrepreneurs, especially in the real estate world. And I help you learn how to effectively and intentionally show up on social media, get super comfortable in front of the camera and start using video on a consistent basis because that is the most effective and cost-effective and time-effective way to scale in 2020. What year is it?
0: One. <laughs> it's all the same now, right? <laughs>
1: right. The last, it's, it's a blur. I'm like, is it 2022 yet? I don't know. We're mailing it in.
0: So w- th- thanks for that backstory because it gives context, right? Everything is context, right? You hear these people. Um, can I ask you, why do you think this this thing of this love for realtors and like why did realtors find your content and where do you think you've gone down that niche is it something specially bad about us that we just need (laughs) so much help like I'd love to know that because again I have no follow-up question to this but I mean why into this game of real estate
1: is it so bad yeah sometimes um no it, it is ultimately that for me what I found is that my ideal client is the perfect blend of personal and business They are forward-facing. They are driven. They wear wear their work in everything they do. Work is an extension of who you are. You are an extension of your work. Um, I also noticed that real estate agents have an appreciation and a respect for coaching. The most successful real estate agents that I know have multiple coaches, I also recognized that this industry is extremely contagious. So it really wasn't me going after real estate agents. It was that I had a few real estate clients. And then the next thing you know, now they take about 80% 80 of my business. And now I develop programming specifically for real estate agents, whether it's on the group coaching level or going in and training teams or training brokerages or hyping you up at your quarterly meetings. Um, And and so it wasn't even that I chose you guys, like you chose me (laughs) and I'm fully taking that. And I couldn't be more grateful because it has absolutely transformed my business. But then the last piece that makes me really passionate about it is a brand new why that I didn't even recognize. And that is just the general helping to bridge the wealth gap. For a lot of different people, the homeowner of today does not look like the homeowner of 10 years ago, and I don't think I fully recognized the, um, you know, the, how big of a deal it was that for for me, you know, a single female to purchase a property, and to be looking into investment properties, and just recognizing how much people don't know what they don't know. And right. where there are some agents that will come to me and be like, well, who the fuck do you think you are? You've never sold a fucking house. Yeah, neither have any of your clients, <laughs> you know? And, and this whole idea that, that you think that that your coach needs to be somebody who, who is the expert and who knows your business better than you do, it's, it's not that. You know your business. I'm helping you to break it down into the terms that your ideal client will understand, whether they are a first-time home buyer, an investor, Uh, a corporate advisor who they're hiring you to come and speak or coach or train um, or even your other fellow real estate agents who as you're growing your team, how do we get people to want to be attracted to your team? Those aren't skills of real estate. Those are skills of basic human connection and psychology. And that is something that I have been studying habitually for years upon years upon years and how to do so in the most accurate way using these plastic devices that we carry with us everywhere, where we, you know, blame these things as being why we're so disconnected or why the world is so fake. And it's really not, it's kind of like, what do they say? If you're bad with a little bit of money, you'll be bad with a lot of money. Yeah. If you're bad with people, you're going to be bad with followers. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because you're going to continue to fill up your days and your feed with fakeness and and not with things that actually enhance you to push yourself and be better and do better every single day. And so I try to humanize the concepts as much as possible so that people don't think of it as a totally different beast, but rather one more way that you can actually connect on a deeper level with other people and especially with yourself.
0: Well, I love that you mentioned that whole personal and biz blend, right? Because I mean, a lot of realtors get off the start off saying I need this and I need this and I need to separate business and personal. And then before they get, before too long, they realize how disjointed that becomes when they don't start to showcase it as a blend. And you wrote, I think it's on your website. It says humans are the hardest business to humanize. <laughs> and it's like, that is us as realtors. Like our business is to be connecting to others. And it's again, that's again, you, your message was so clear. That's again, why I wanted to kind of reach out to you. Can you, Can you hit on a few like targeted points about what do you think the biggest kind of takeaway points a realtor could take from this that they're doing wrong? Like when it comes to their social, just a few things that come to mind. I know we could go into a bunch of these.
1: Yeah, we could talk about this for weeks, like months, Darren. Uh, But yeah, so I want to say that again, just because it is so, so important. And that is, you know, I've worked with corporations, I've worked with brands and the hardest brands to humanize are humans because we have irrational ideas of perfection. We have crazy big ideas of who we think we're supposed to be, whether our brokerage put us in that box or our parents put us in the box, or maybe our former employers put us in a box and then we put ourselves into a glass box and we end up limiting ourselves. Um, There are also not very many real estate agents who I know who it was their goal always that they wanted to be a real estate agent. They didn't grow up as a little kid saying, I want to sell houses. It was something that you stumbled into. And so with that, it was a new image that you had to adopt. And whenever we're in a new situation, whether you're going to a new school or a new city or a new social group or a party where you don't know anybody, We tend to feel like we need to fit in versus stand out or like we need to play by the rules versus questioning if the rules even make sense. And then what ends up happening is that chameleon that I was talking about earlier, where you just end up blending in and then no one does remember you or pay attention to you, especially with what you're putting on social media. And so it's even just coming back to that human piece of it little things like even showing your face. There are so many times where I go to a real estate agent's profile and the whole thing just looks like you took a screenshot of Zillow and pasted it on your profile. And if we're learning anything in 2021, it is that we need to make so very sure that we continue to show your relevance because Zillow is trying to steal your clients. And so if you look just like Zillow, guess what? I'm just going to go to Zillow. But if I see your face, then I actually see someone who I might want to warm up to and get to know. The other thing is that nowadays you hear someone's name. It doesn't matter if it's a referral. It is natural to go and Google that person. It is natural to go and Instagram that person, or it is natural that when I'm referring, say Darren to my best friend, Angel, who's looking for a house, I'm not just typing your name and your phone number. I'm typing your Instagram profile. And so then that person is going to go creep the heck out of you before they even decide to call you. They might not even call you. They might slide into your DMs instead. I so think that's how,
0: a got to I got I to gotta cut you off for a sec there. Yeah. That point right there, I think agents should replay a few times. I got referred and it wasn't just a cell number that I passed along or an email. It's It's, you know, you may not get this is how often the the handle on Instagram is the reason and the way they connect you from person to person. I mean, I hadn't even heard it that way ever. So that, you know, I'm, I'm fairly present on these damn platforms. And just that takeaway is huge guys. It should be like this bomb going off in your head to say, Oh, I, yeah, I get that. It's a new, it's a new currency. Like a cell phone is
1: absolutely one, 100%. And so you know, what does your foundation look like? You know, what does your website look like? What does your Instagram profile say about you? And that's also really important here, Darren, because notice how when you're getting referred, you're not typically getting referred to people who already know who you are. You're getting referred to people who have no idea who you are. And this is one of the things that I love and what sets my strategy apart when it comes to working with agents is in part, Your job is to keep yourself top of mind for those who you already know and who you already work with. Proximity is totally power, but in large part, you also need to set yourself up for the people who don't know who you are, for the people who are creeping on your profile. As I like to joke for the people who are coming to your profile, actively trying not to like any of your content because they are simply doing research. (laughs) And so how can we make it as easy as possible for them to get to know you and for them to say yes. And that's why, you know, we get really caught up in the views and the follower count, but I actually find that, you know, for me, one of my most successful clients on social media who gets more engagement than anybody who I work with, he has less than a thousand Instagram followers and he has less than 5,000 Facebook friends. Let me say that again. He has less than 1000 Instagram followers. Every single time he posts, which usually to be honest is maybe only once a week, he has not gotten into making social media a habit yet. However, when he does post and with intention and with the copy that I help him to create and with the pictures that I help him to pick out, he always gets a lead, a referral and, or a testimonial. And all of those are so powerful because he's showing his face he is expressing what he does because here's the thing y'all you hear real estate agent. That means different things to different people. Some of you specifically work in leasing. Some of you are a buyer's agent. Some of you are a seller's agent. Some of you are specific to certain neighborhoods or zip codes. Some of you like working with first-time home buyers. Some of you love working with empty nesters. Some of you are over working with buyers and you simply want to help people find investment properties or multi-families or vacation homes. And so with, that, you need to make sure. And so very clear that your profile and your content paints that picture and that story. And I hate to break it to you, but when you simply post a picture of a house with dollar signs or put that you were the number one producing real estate agent and whatever, it's not helping me determine what it is that you actually do or how you can help me. And so that's, that's the difference too. I want to see what you look like, And if possible, I want to see what your clients look like because I want to be able to see myself in you, see someone who I can like and trust in you because we forget something when it comes to real estate. We think that it's just like, you know, by being on social media that you are trying to create this whole brand and yes, you are, but also don't forget people are trusting you with the biggest investment of their lives. They are pretty much getting naked in front of you because you are now getting to see what their bank account looks like and if anything goes wrong. And that's not about you being the best. That's about you being trustworthy. And if we have learned anything from the latest research, it is that most people think that real estate agents lie and they would trust a Zillow calculator more than a person. So how can we build those foundations of trust by creating relatability in a way that the machines are incapable of doing? And that's by creating the human experience. And something very tactical here, Darren, is I want you to think about, if you're listening to this, what are even three unique things about you as a human being? Not about your offerings or your process, although that's important too, but what are unique things about you? Oftentimes, the things that are unique about you and the reasons why people are choosing you typically come from things that you are really self-conscious about. So for example, if you are a mom of four, well, guess what? That's actually why someone probably would want to work with you or trust you versus you trying to hide it and pretend like your whole universe revolves around real estate. I work with a lot of people who English was their second language and they're so self-conscious about their accent. And I had someone yesterday who it was so fun to literally watch the light bulb exploding in her head. When I go, wait a minute, do you work with people who, who speak Spanish? And she was like, yeah, like more than half of my clients speak Spanish. And I go, okay, so who are the other half? And she goes, well, they're from other countries. like." Russia or Somalia. And I'm like, so you're saying that the majority of your clients don't speak English. So that means that when they hear your accent, they actually go, yes, (laughs) she understands. She knows what it's like to try to buy a home. And people don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. You know, whether it is your experience level, Oh my God, new agents, new agents. You need to own that. Like you're putting all of these question marks around what it is that you do when in actuality, like, let's think about why that's perhaps an advantage. One of the reasons why some people choose to work with me as a coach is they go, Oh, thank God you're new to this. Like, so you're not going to teach me the same shit. That's been, you know, looped over and over and over and again, and regurgitated and just, you know, a replica of what Gary Vaynerchuk says. And like, you're actually going to tell it to me straight. Cause you're not afraid of disappointing other people. Like, yeah. Yeah. So for you, it's like, all right, well, what were you doing before real estate? Were you working at a bar? Oh my God, that takes so much patience to deal with the drunk people. Were you working at a bank? Oh, great. So you understand money in a different way. You know, what, what were you doing that you can use that as experience to own versus thinking that you're less than because you haven't done this as much. If anything, if you're new, you probably have the awesome support of a team, hopefully, and you can lean on other people and ask for help when you don't know the answers to certain questions. And you're somebody who you can apologize afterwards. (laughs) What is the forgiveness afterwards, you know, rather than asking for permission? You know, that's, that's, you know, very, very important that you need to to learn to embrace. So those are a couple of things. I hope that that goes
0: right into the humanization too, right? If you're, if you're hiding the fact you're new, or you're hiding the fact that you mean, you believe your accent's an issue, or any of this stuff is going to, again, make you just be vanilla, float into the middle and you'll get, you, you, you will be lost in the shuffle, right? As agents go. I love that. It, in the ability to niche yourself down, like you're sounding to do. So like get specific on your, on your profile and the messaging that must also help you as an agent to finally get over that content block, you know, because right now we could say a million things as realtors, but nobody says anything because you're scared. Right. But if you can niche yourself down, I'm assuming it's easier to build a a content calendar. It's easier to say more stuff because you're not feeling like you got to appeal to absolutely everyone, which is a hard thing to do. You just don't appeal to anybody then when you try.
1: Yeah. And I would say, you know, I'm kind of the anti-niche coach because I say that you are your niche. But I do think that you should get specific about who it is that you want to serve. When you get specific and niche down into your audience, you're not excluding anybody, but you're at least creating some sort of a connection and reminding yourself that there is a human who is reading your content or who is watching your video. And that is a person who they value your opinion. They value your honesty if you are simply trying to keep yourself from ruffling any feathers whatsoever, if you are trying to keep yourself from having any opinions whatsoever and all of the exceptions, then that's when you start to blend in. And then that's the type, like not the type of person who I wanna work with because if I want you negotiating on my behalf, I need you to be assertive and I need you to tell me the truth. And so when it comes to content, rather than you know thinking about, well, what do I think that other people are posting or, or what do I, think that people want to hear. No, no. no. What do you, what do your people need to hear? What are they asking? You know, you probably get the same questions all the fucking time. Like, what are the top five questions that you are getting? Sometimes it is as basic as what do you actually do? What is it like to work with you? How can I buy a house? <laughs> How much house can I afford? Can I afford to make an investment right now? All of those, it's like jeopardy. The answer is the question. And those are all great content ideas, but also you could potentially start your content with an opinion and maybe it's an unpopular opinion, or maybe it's something that just gets people to look. A video that I'm filming right now for TikTok is three reasons why you shouldn't hire a real estate agent. And in actuality, it talks about really in favor of the real estate agent, but it makes someone go, wait, what? Or The other day i started a video and i said no one's watching your monthly marketing report and that made people go wait what
0: (laughs) no have you looked at my feed that's like what i do and i was like "What?"
1: (laughs) i'll have to take a look but but that's the thing and what i said was you know for example the monthly marketing report it's one thing if you're making the monthly marketing report for your colleagues or for your team or for your agents but a lot of agents, if you're being honest with yourself, you're only putting up the monthly marketing report because you thought that's what you were supposed to do. Someone told you to do it or you saw somebody else doing it. And so what are you doing? You are very awkwardly reading off numbers from a page or you're trying to come up with all of this data analysis. And in actuality, it's like, well, who, who are you even talking to? Because the people who are connected and know who their audience is they don't call it the monthly marketing report. They, they call it something else. And that is just simply talking about, you know, is it too risky to buy a house right now? Yes or no, and here's why. Does it make sense for my family to move right now? Yes or no, and here's why. What the hell does contingency mean? And, and just explaining and breaking it down in a way that your ideal client would, would wanna know. It's not reading off the whole report, it's what from this report can I dissect and choose? No one really cares with the exception again, of a real estate team, how many houses are on the market or how many houses you sold this month. I just wanna know if you can sell my house. (laughs) What's selling in my neighborhood? Where can I move? And so that's why I even say like words like low inventory, your client doesn't know what that means. And so a lot of real estate agents, and this kind of goes back to what what are real estate agents doing wrong? One of the biggest mistakes that I see is that you're creating content for each other and not for your client. And it's one thing if you wanna grow your team and it's one thing if you wanna get out of production, But if you are trying to sell more houses, and if you are trying to elevate the level of people who are you serving, then you cannot make content for other people. Or I, you know, one of my favorite accounts to follow, if you don't, please do the broke agent. We all love the broke agent. It is fucking hilarious. It is a real estate parody. But the thing is, is that oftentimes people are venting about their clients here. And if you are going to share anything from the broke agent, just be so very careful that it's something that would actually make your client laugh versus them thinking that you're talking shit about them. (laughs) Now, in some ways, by sharing stuff about clients, you're actually helping to filter out some of those horrible clients who you don't wanna work with. But again, just, it's like reading the room, you know, like read the room. You have some friends and relatives who the inside jokes will hit, and some who the dirty jokes will be offensive or fall flat. And by jokes, I mean content, not literally actual dirty jokes. And so just think about that. Anytime that you are inserting yourself into any conversation, whether it is a social media post or a podcast interview or an open house or you know a consultation with a new potential client, read the fucking room.
0: That makes so much sense. So I put out these market updates. I put out this content. I ask my agents to use their voice when they relay the content. But if I thought about this in my own practice a little bit more, the amount of data in there and like pseudo analysis that could be pulled into a contextual question that you're answering or a pain point, that content has just gone from one great piece to probably 50 that agents could take and put real heart and soul behind rather than just speak. A lot of the shit that I already say right and uh, I love that it's the contextual part um, I always hate when an agent just takes the Kareb real estate board stats and clicks share to their Facebook feed and doesn't say anything I'm like yeah
1: who,
0: what 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 planet of agent wants like a person if, if I'm following on Facebook is because it's like Giselle I want to hear what you have to say right not just You shared something and then it gave me nothing. No reason why I should read this. I even tell my own uh, partners, if you share me a link, I'm not going to open it unless you tell me why I should read it, right? Give me a reason. Give me something. Uh, And it sounds like that's what you're saying a little bit.
1: Yes. No, 100%. It's just thinking about it where you'll even notice that in this conversation, with few exceptions, I use the word you a lot. As if I'm only talking to one person, even though who knows how many people are gonna be listening to this podcast. Million. And I want it to feel like an intimate conversation because, you know, for me and, and I say this all the time, I get paid to speak for a living. I get to go to different cities and speak to hundreds, if not thousands of people. And when I am physically on a stage, I have to compete for eye contact and for attention. I have to walk around. I have to move around. The beautiful thing about video is that here we are having this conversation. I am making eye contact directly with the camera. I am imagining an actual physical person in my head and how cool that every single person who watches this video is going to feel like I am making eye contact with them. They're going to feel like I am speaking to you versus who knows how many views this potential video could get or this podcast could you know, have downloaded. And, and that's something that you can create a super personal experience. So when you're thinking about that human, think about what are the questions that they have in their head. For example, you found me talking about TikTok. For a lot of people, I talk about TikTok and they think that I am speaking a different language. Like they think that I'm speaking Spanish or Chinese. And so that's why, like, I'm really, truly thinking about a conversation in my head. Like, you'll hear me go, what the heck does that mean? Or hold on. I know you probably want to back up a little bit or yes, let me say that again. Let me repeat this, write this down. You know, I deleted it three times. Oh, what the heck is the for you page? Let me explain it to you. Like, I am breaking it down into as tiny turns as I need to. Because I realized that by me trying to sound more sophisticated and smart, it's actually getting my ideal client to tune out and go, I, I don't know what she just said. I have, oh I have no idea. I need someone who is going to make me feel not dumb when I'm asking the dumb questions or better yet, who, when I go to their Instagram, they answered the question before I even asked it. And that is going to make it even easier for someone to go. That's my real estate agent. That's who I want to work with.
0: Oh, I love that. I love that a lot. Can you tell me with an agent who maybe has done everything wrong so far? And if you look back on their feed, you may just want to be like, Oh, this is not good. Do they delete this old stuff? Do they leave it? Do they just start fresh today and get crushing with some new kind of vision and and new takeaways from this? Like what, what, what what would, what would you suggest on an agent's profile when they're like, I think I got it. What Giselle said has actually landed and I'm going to Start making some stuff that lines up a little better with my avatar and my people. Um, do they delete the old stuff to the get going? What what do they do?
1: Well, first off, I'd even back it up and go, "How many profiles do you have?" Because if you really truly think that you're in a position to delete things, or if you've done everything wrong, then my first question would be, "Did you make a profile specifically for real estate?" And are you trying to juggle two different profiles? In which case I would say, delete the professional one and focus on the personal one, flip it to business, because usually there's more personality and at least a little bit of business on the personal profile. Plus there are usually more followers and a lot of followers who already know, like, and trust you and would be great referral partners. But beyond that, if you truly only do have one profile and you're like, well, this sucks. Every single thing that Giselle has told me to do, to do today, I am doing completely wrong. Great. let's start today. Let's start tomorrow. You don't have to delete anything um, or even start fresh because here's the other thing. When someone comes to your profile, they want some social proof. They want to know that you're going to keep coming back. They want to know that you're a real person. And if you have nothing on there or just like one or two images, then I'm going to go, is this a fake account? Is this a robot account that just likes random things or, or comments or sends me the DM asking if I want the verified blue check mark. And so with that, I would just say, let's just start doing it differently now. You know, the the best time to start is yesterday. The next best time is, is today. So figure out, and this is what my challenge to you would be. I challenge you to create an introduction post. What is an introduction post? It is a picture of you doing whatever the fuck you want or whoever you are with. Um, It is of you, of, of your face. Your face has to be in it somewhere. Okay. And it is simply you saying, hi, I'm so-and-so, and I am a real estate agent in whatever territory that you are in. That means that I, one, two, three points of what being a real estate agent means to you and who you're looking for. So if you're looking to invest in multifamily properties, let's have a conversation. Slide into my DMs versus trying to be super salesy. Do you want someone to buy or sell your home? Like, no, just tell me who you are, who you serve and what you do and see how people respond to that. You can upload that to Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, anywhere that allows for pictures and text, which is pretty much everywhere, upload it there and see what that does for you and see how that feels for you. But if nothing else, you need to have that on your profile, even if you don't upload again for another six months.
0: Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Tell me about the word influence when it comes to social media and you feel like there's this place that you can grow influence. And then everybody thinks influence, followers, views, all this. But when I say influence... And where does, where does it fall in Giselle's world of mattering in, in the sense of like, do I, do I build this? And, and, and maybe why? And should that mean something for us as realtors? Maybe, it, like you said, you got into this business not thinking you hated to be a social media star or you needed to really garner shit tons of views and likes because you kind of got into it because you liked real estate or you liked design. And all of a sudden now we're all having to be here we're the TV show in our own little world. Tell me what influence, what we should care about our influence, if you don't mind.
1: Yeah, you know, when I was getting certified as a high performance coach, there's actually a whole module called influence, where we work on that with our clients. And what I have actually found is that a lot of people, the word influence to them means something negative, it means something bad where it's not about having an impact or even persuading someone or getting someone to take an action, but it's about being manipulated. And especially when you put influence and real estate together, if those have some bad stigmas attached to them, then that can make you feel like, yeah, I don't, I don't want to do that. And especially on social media. And it's really not that. It's simply about how can you create an impact on the world and what are you ultimately wanting to do and how are you wanting to help people and connect with people and how wonderful that you can meet and feel and, and see all of these people who you perhaps never would have come across in everyday life because of that plastic brick that you're holding in your hands. And so when it comes to influence, you know, it's not about manipulating somebody or about trying to be fake or create a highlight reel. It's just simply creating a portfolio that is you and giving people an opportunity to see who you are as an option. And especially if you have an issue with this industry as a whole or people who are in your city inside this industry and who you're like, I know I can do this better. I know that my clients love me. I know that I can take care of them in a different way. Great. So then show up as that. And that is what will get you to stand out in the way that you are uniquely you. And it goes back to even what I was saying before, you have your own unique experience. You have, the, you have your own reasons for why people work with you, which is probably why they maybe wouldn't want to work with, say, Darren or with me, because you know, it's it's not about us being better than the other. It's just that you are the right fit and you are the best at what you do the way that you do it. But when it comes to measuring that influence, I think you can measure that in a few different ways. The easiest one is your bank account (laughs) and your inbox, right? Right. Like, are you actually bringing bringing in transactions this month or are you simply getting a whole bunch of likes and comments on a, a dumb post? You know, are people actually wanting to work with you? Are they actually reaching out to you? Because I know plenty of real estate agents who they can get a viral video on TikTok very easily, yet you look at their GCI and it is pathetic. (laughs) And they're not getting anybody who's coming to want to work with them. And so for you, you need to figure out what those measurable looks like. So is it money in your bank account? Is it leads that are coming from a specific platform? And making sure that you have some sort of a process, or as you say, process, (laughs) Um, for getting people to say where they found you or how they found you. Spoiler alert, usually it's multiple touch points. So even though they might've been creeping on your Instagram, they might not admit Instagram. They might say, oh, a friend introduced me to you, but I digress. Um, also figuring out some measurables for you and your own sanity. I had a client who had never created a reel and hated making videos and it would make her sweat six months ago. And now her whole feed is video. Like she loves making video, like maybe has a little bit too much fun sometimes (laughs) and loves making video. So for her, her measurable was, I want to be able to make a video without sweating like no lie. That was her gauge. Like, I just want to be able to make a video without sweating, or I want to be able to make a video and write out a caption. And I'm not refreshing the damn thing for five hours in a row or rereading my caption every single time where I can just put myself out there and know like, yeah, I did the right thing here. I was intentional with my time. I can walk away. And so it's at least figuring out in your head, even before you set out to do something, what does success look like for me. It even goes back to previously where I talked about for some people that's selling more houses for some people that's never selling another house again. So what does that success look like? Is it having a clear focus and idea of who you are? Is it being able to know what to post without having to think about it? Is it the zeros in your bank account? Is it the leads that you're having? Is it the way that your team is growing? For some people, their goal is that they want to grow their team. So for them, success means they have people reaching out who they want to work with you. They're applying to the position. They are downloading the the PDF or or whatever that is. And so understanding that, that the measurables are different because success looks different to different people.
0: I mean, I like I think when the word influence, if you have a negative undertone to it, you mentioned the word impact. It's like who doesn't want to impact people positively and impact like a positive wow or you know, if you just reframe to that, you're probably on the right path now, right? If you can Mm -hmm. and then you said having a goal for your social that isn't just focused on views and likes. It's like, again. People that are connecting with your posts, like you said, your favorite or your, your one of your most uh, strongest clients has less than a thousand people, but they engage heavily, right? And I love that. Just like a pure goal that you need to have, rather than again, just do it like you you should have to do this. So we feel like we just put stuff out there with no intention at all mm-hmm. um, on your site. Word, oh, you know,
1: when people hear influence, they think, "Oh, that means look at me, look at me, look at me." Okay, let's replace that word then. Let's change it to teach. Let's change it to mentor. Let's change it to, as you said, impact. And if your post is not teaching or educating or bringing value, then yeah, it probably is a look at me post or there's no intention or strategy behind it. So, how are you actually bringing value into someone's day? And sometimes the best value is simply allowing for someone to realize, oh, I wasn't the only one. Oh, I'm so glad that you answered that question. Oh, my goodness, thank you for giving me the laugh that I needed today.
0: Yeah, I mean, it doesn't always have to be like you said, you don't want to talk over your audience and like try to intentionally speak in your market update about stuff that nobody cares about. But it's coming back to that place where don't be scared to answer those simpler questions. They feel like it's relevant. And hey, well, finally, that guy isn't just a isn't trying to be this person up here in the clouds. He's speaking down to my language which is really like everybody's language, which is because they only buy and sell every five to seven to 10 years. So they're, they've forgotten the process and it's changed so much anyways. And of course, you know, the world's been thrown up on its head every other year.
1: And thrown up on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just general throw up everywhere.
0: <laughs> you know, as uh, working with realtors, um, you've spent some time with Gary Vee, with Brandon Bouchard. Any, th- any thoughts that come from those two about how a lot of their messaging applies over to us as crazy realtors Uh, either one of them, you know, Brendan from a very personal, like self, self self-help, almost Tony Robbins kind of world. Um, What is it, what does a realtor need to hear from that 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 line of thinking right now? Anything come to mind about like, what would Giselle say if you're just needing that today?
1: You know, a couple of things Um, when it comes to Gary Vaynerchuk, for example, my, my whole thing is just ask why, why? Like anytime that a coach or a supposed guru gives you advice, ask the question, why don't just say, oh, because Gary said I should do it. I'm going to do it. That's where you get into the trap. Like, oh, well, Gary says that I'm supposed to be the mayor of my city. Oh, well, Gary says I'm supposed to upload as much as possible. Like, hold on, but why? And does that actually make sense for you? Maybe you don't want to be the mayor of your city, or maybe you're taking that way too literally. And maybe it doesn't make sense for you to be posting every single day and all the time. Not to mention, and here's the thing that a lot of people forget. It's funny, I, was, um, I, I spoke at a conference last week with Ryan Serhant and he did a QA and a and I kind of broke the rules and I asked a question. And what I think is so funny is how when it comes to these people who you respect and admire so much in business and investments, nobody ever asks men about their personal lives. Women get offended when you ask them about it because you don't ask the men, but I think that everybody should be talking about it. And even simply asking, hey, you work as hard as you do, but what does your personal life look like? And how do you make time for your wife? And how do you make time for your children? Because that's where we get a little lost here with Gary. I'm like, yo, you claim that you're so grateful and happy. Yet why do you have such a, like a huge chip on your shoulder that you can't stop and that you work as much as you do? Nobody ever stops and asks that question and wonders, hey, if I actually did everything that he does or told me to do, would I actually be happy and get to where I want to go? And so that's where I really love Brennan Burchard's philosophies is because he does mix that personal and that professional to where it all comes back to what is your mission? You know, what what do you want to achieve? whether it is, um, with, you know, with your business or with your life as a whole, and that's going to evolve and on a regular basis. But for me, his book, high performance habits really changed a lot. And that's also why I got certified as a high performance coach, because he wants you to be well-rounded in what you're doing and take a look at how you're grounding yourself as well as how productive you are. It's actually where the name of my business action forward originated, because he simply asked the question as he was training us to ask questions in a productive way. But the question was simply, what is the next, the next best action forward thing that I could do? Because especially in real estate, how many of those days do you have where you were back to back all day long and you were running around nonstop, yet you feel like you did nothing today? Because we can very much hide ourselves in the busyness, sure. but it's not actually productive. We trick ourselves into thinking that we're multitasking, but humans suck at multitasking and you get nothing done, or you get really close to the finish line and you exhaust yourself before you get there. And you have a whole done of, of stuff that's undone, no systems, no process, no time management. And the solve is not more time. It's that you don't know how to manage your time. And so What are you doing that is action forward, trying to get you to where you want to go? And so those are some things that I think are so, so, so important that I don't care who your coach is, if it's, if it's me or not, but understand why you're doing certain things, (laughs) not just your why in the whole universe or why you're on this earth, but like, but why, and why does that make sense? And for me and for where I want to go.
0: I love that. I think that's what a lot of agents need to hear because there is so much rubbernecking in this business. You're always, I mean, there's always somebody doing something really cool, a better video, better that, better that. And, and social, I think the most views all realtors get is from other realtors. So we're always looking at each other and comparing and that just slow down a minute to take that why. And I love it. it's not the big Simon Sinek why, it's just the tangible, like why today would I do that? Or why today would I need to take that action? Um, that must roll into a little bit of, again, so you've got a few programs right now. You've got your real estate accelerator that I think you've got another one. By the time this gets released, you'll already be into that into that course. But I mean, you get into tactical, you get into like content for you and specifics. Do you want to give us a few minutes on okay why an agent should take notice about that? I'll give you a little plug time. And I know you, we got to go here pretty quick, but I think it's very powerful because I like the way you come across an agent's again, I think could use a a fresh voice on how to like drive strong content.
1: Definitely. And we'll have some new programming in the new year. So you can always go to giselleugardi.com and click around, see what speaks to you. I have a lot of free resources there as well. I have my get the fuck on video equipment checklist. I have my closing day social media checklist Um, and I'll probably have some more free stuff, even a time audit by the time this airs. But ultimately it's just getting yourself to do. Just do it. You know, I know that sounds so cliche, but a lot of people will come to me saying that they want help or they want feedback. Yet there's nothing for me to give them feedback on. And so the best way that you can say, thank you. The best way that you can get my attention is by giving me a receipt of implementation. Don't just give me the receipt to my product or that you downloaded my thing or that you signed up for my course. Although that's great. Like I'll take your money and I'll, I'll make it worth it. But Show me the receipt of implementation. Show me that you did something and it worked for you. Take a screenshot of that introduction post. Take a screenshot of your calendar and how you're making the time to manage yourself better or to make time for creating that content or to reaccess what your why looks like or organize yourself a little bit better. Show me the, the screenshot of the testimonial that your client gave on that post that you wrote because you put some more thought behind it. and And that means more than anything where you can say, thank you. And you can say, I listened to the podcast. It was great. Oh my God. It totally changed my mind. Wait, okay, Great. But what are you going to do? And so many people get high in the learning of it. They learn about the work. They know what they're supposed to do, but they don't actually do it. And probably only 3% of the people who listen to this are going to do it. So do you want to be that 3% or is this going to be just another one of those podcasts that tricks you into thinking that you did something productive, but you're still in the same place three months, six months, nine months from now.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's what I'm doing right here with limitless by Jim quick is I had to stop the book and right here. Cause I'm like, I am not going any further without finishing the things he asked me to do or else I'm just going to waste it. It'll be on my shelf back there. And it will look pretty in my background, but it looks very it. pretty. Yeah, there you go. Thanks. <laughs> that one at least is still in play. Well, what we'll do here. Thank you Giselle for, uh, I mean, being on this, I took about an hour of your time. You've shared a ton of incredible knowledge. Again, I would s- suggest people that go and follow you. And it's just, it's at Giselle. Uh, what is Yeah. And again, it's with U-G-A-R-T-E. And you'll find her easily on Instagram. I would assume it's the same on TikTok or is it different?
1: Yep. It's all the same. LinkedIn, TikTok, all the things.
0: Amazing. I loved your most recent post. Again, we're talking about humanizing and sharing like care and like heart. Again, I saw that and I had to like read the whole darn thing and it got me to pull closer to you. Right. And uh, again, go, go follow Giselle again, take part. This will come out. Um, but I know you got to run. You're a busy lady. I really appreciate your time and I look forward to continuing our conversation offline. righty. Well, thanks Giselle. This Bye. has been another re-education experience podcast. Talk to you later.